0: Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Happy Apple Podcast. It's been a really long time since we have checked in with you all, but uh, we were thinking of an appropriate time to come back, and we wanted to make sure that when we did, it wasn't just going to be some random thing. We were going to talk about something random or whatever. We wanted to make sure that we came back um, appropriately and had something to say and something really important that would hopefully create change and inspire others to create change. And uh, we thought, what better time than now? with everything going on in the world, not only through a pandemic, but uh, the past couple of weeks, we've had to watch um, the killing of a black man and the aftermath of that. And it's been uh, it's been very uh, powerful to see the protests that have happening. The past couple of days, a uh, majority have been peaceful. A lot of people are promoting unity and are on the same page with a lot of things that are happening. Um, I know for myself personally, as a person of color who is not black, I've been asking myself a lot of questions as to how I can, you know, donate my services to the cause and um, where my place is and all this. And um, this is my effort to try to create change and to try to be a positive force in this world. So um, I really thank you all for continuing to listen and continuing to care about what we have to say here at The Happy Apple. So for this episode, we reached out to Eric Datboy Media Jordan. He is the host of Do-Rags and Conversations, a really cool podcast um, that has these types of conversations that you're about to have about people of color, ways to uh, stop racial discrimination, and uh, different ways to try to promote understanding and unity. Um, because I think right now that is a message that we all really need to hear and we need to continue having these conversations in order for there to be actual change. Um, So thank you to Eric for joining us and I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode of the Happy Apple Podcast. The Happy Apple Podcast. The Happy Apple Podcast. With the mission to fruition. passionate action. The Happy Apple Podcast. The hustle is real. Eric. Dat Boy Media Garrett. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Uh, thank you for coming on uh, to the podcast. It's a honor to be speaking with you via Zoom in these weird times that we're in. I know. Just figuring out the figuring out the Zoom podcast today. How about that?
1: I know that was like a challenge within itself. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for allowing yeah. me to be here. Uh, our listeners time.
0: won't understand what we just went through.
1: We Absolutely, went through
0: man.
1: like, um, <laughs> hell, <laughs> but it's all But good. we're, we're here. here, we're
0: good. Exactly. Yeah, thank you for taking the time to do this for sure. You're definitely somebody who I wanted to reach out to as soon as all this kind of crazy stuff around the country and around the world really uh, kind of start happening. You host a, a really cool, a really um, a really woke and intellectual podcast called Do-Rags and Conversations. And um, as soon as I you know, started uh, seeing everything happening, I thought that this was an opportunity to reach out to you just to get your perspective on things and how you're feeling at this uh, time to be, you know, a young black man in America. But um, I want to start off by asking you, when you first saw the video of George Floyd, what were some of your initial reactions or feelings towards that?
1: Um, I was was thinking to myself, this is Eric Garner all over again. And Mm -hmm. I've already... because I what came first was activism um so Mm. it started through Trayvon Martin so yeah you know the whole Black Lives Matter you know I can't breathe those are words that I've heard before and that was like eight years ago seven eight years ago when those murders happened so Mm. for it to be 2020 and those same things are still happening over again it was just like this is familiar, and and the sad part about it is it shouldn't be familiar, Um, but it it was familiar. Um, I think the thing that was not familiar is that that man George Floyd was saying, I can't breathe for damn near almost nine minutes, and the guy just kept putting his foot on his neck like he was nothing, like a piece of trash. So I think that part was a little bit shaken and it wasn't familiar. But as far as somebody of color talking about they cannot breathe, that was already familiar because I already had witnessed activism through Eric Garner, which happened in New York.
0: Yeah. um When now that this like phrase, I can't breathe, is kind of going everywhere, it happened with Eric Gardner, it's happening with George Floyd, and now we're seeing all these kind of protests happening um, all over the world, because um, you know, it's kind of like we've seen protests happen, we've seen anger, we've seen these things happening, I guess what is happening now that makes it feel different because I know know for me why it kind of feels different but why does it feel like this actually, like the protests are kind of getting through or people are kind of getting the message on this
1: well I think this time you know it's interesting because there's been so many cases that's happened before George Floyd you have Breonna Taylor you have um, Sean Reed there was a young black man that was murdered in San Leandro's uh, Walmart. Um, so it, it it's a pattern that keeps happening over and over again. Um, I think what made this, I guess that spark or that outrage is that it was one, recorded on camera and two, how the whole situation just came about. You know, the, the person, from Cup Foods called the police because he felt like George had a counterfeit $20 bill, which in my experience in working in customer service and working in retail is that, you know, when a person, if you feel like they have a fake counter bill, um, there's all types of ways to, you know, check it to make sure that it's real. You know, there's the machine, there's the pen, there's so many different ways and alternatives, and if you feel like you can't accept that payment or you don't feel confident enough to accept that payment, then um, you just ask them for another form of payment. And if they can't provide that, then you just, you know, be like, you know, hey, I can keep your stuff here until you, can, you know, come up with another form of payment. I've never, in my 27 years of working, well, I've been working since I was 16, but the 10 years that I've been working. I've never had anybody call the police on someone who, I, who thought that they had a fake counterfeit. So that was number one. Number two would be the the whole video of you know you seeing this cop putting pressure, applying pressure to. Well, first that's backtrack. They he so he leaves the store and then he you know gets dragged out of a car and then. He's handcuffed, he's down to the ground, and then that's when the murder ultimately happens. So you're seeing a cop who clearly does not have a heart and is applying pressure to a young to a man that cannot breathe. And he's saying for eight minutes and forty six seconds straight that he cannot breathe. So I think with and then plus the murders and the constant pattern. Because it happens all through America. You know, it happens in the Bay Area. You have Willie McCoy, who was shot 55 times, um, or shot at 55 times within 6.5 seconds. That happened in Vallejo. You have it happening all over the world. And, you know, I think with the coronavirus, and I think with Trump not leading the country, that it should be led and with all these rules and regulations and then the constant pattern of black and brown men being murdered in the in America. You know, I think mm-hmm. that people just had enough. You know, you just reach your boiling point at one point. You know, you you can take you can only take so much. So I think yeah. that America collectively, you know, with so many different things going on, it was just like enough is enough. People are tired, mm-hmm. people are fed up. And you know this is something that's been going on since slavery, even before slavery. You know, 400 years. Last year marks the 400 years, and you know it's just we're tired of the oppression. We're tired of the "well, you can do it, but he can't," you know, type thing. You know, people are just tired of the of everything. You know, and nothing gets done about it. Nothing gets Nothing gets resolved. You know, Oscar Grant, that happened back in two thousand and nine. You know, mm-hmm. his uh killer, who was a cop, a bar cop, you know, only served eleven months. You know, Trayvon Martin happened back eight years ago. George Zimmerman, he wasn't even a cop. He was just a neighborhood mm-hmm. watch. And it took three weeks for an arrest. And then when they went on trial, he still was convicted. And he was actually treated like a celebrity like he was treated a lot better than a lot of other people you know it's so it, it's this constant pattern of you know people being targeted being racially profiled and being killed and nothing is being done about it and also with all the other murders that's happened before beforehand people are just tired so i think that i think that's ultimately was like you see the looting, which I don't condone. I, mm-hmm. I don't, you know. But it is what it is. You know. I, I don't. Yeah. I feel like personally, I don't have a right to tell people how to express their emotions. Um, you know. But I think that bot which which bothers me is the small businesses. You know, if you're gonna loot, mm-hmm. you know, not saying that you should, or I'm encouraging anyone to loot. But if you're going to loot, you know, go after the big corporations who have the money. But don't go after small black and Latino-owned shops and tear up their stuff, you know, that, that's not right. So I think with everything, it, everything just broke down.
0: Cause that's what we definitely saw the first um, couple of days uh, after the video was released, and the majority of America was kind of seeing the you know fucking disgusting thing that happened to George Floyd. Um, and I get it, like people are angry, um, people of color, but specifically you know black men are just fed up. And that whole looting and rioting was kind of just like we've had it. You know we don't condone that, but at the same time. I do kind of get it, it's just like fuck this, fuck you, like I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do, you've been doing that to human beings for long enough. Um, And the past couple of days, it's been pretty beautiful actually, we've been seeing hundreds and thousands of people coming out and the protests have been majority uh, peaceful. Um, And from my perspective, I think a lot has to do with the fact that um, they brought, they Brought, they arrested the. Or they brought the officer into custody. They brought all three officers, or uh, all four officers, into custody, um, and they upgraded the charges from Officer Kevon uh, to second degree murder. And all three of the other officers are being uh, charged as as an accomplice. Um, is that is that something that you remember happening? Because I, I don't. When you know, as far as. You know issuing higher charges for police officers after you know arrests have already been made of those officers um
1: not not that i know of but i think that might be a it might be you know something that follows maybe minnesota has decided to you know, be the change, and, and they see that all these different things are going on. So maybe, they, maybe they're maybe they deciding to, um, you know, be in leadership and, and decide to upgrade the charges. I really didn't understand what third-degree murder was anyway. That was, like,
0: really the first time that I've,
1: you know, seen a third-degree murder. Yeah, charge. from
0: what I understand, third-degree is unintentional. But second degree is intentional.
1: Well that's that's what he should have been charged with in the first place.
0: But Oh yeah, I mean, exactly. Okay. Well thank you for breaking that down because
1: I, I, yeah. I never heard of third degree murder. But I think I think honestly, I think people weren't satisfied with um the third degree murder charge. Um mm. and then you have all this rioting, protesting uh, you know, people applying pressure. Um, so I think they were like, you know, we ha- we have to do something or else, you know, the world is going to burn down into pieces. So I think that Minnesota is treading lightly, but I also think that they're trying to definitely be a, ch- a a piece of the change that needs to happen. We need we need to dismantle this systematic oppression that. It's been going on for years, especially when it comes to police officers. We need to help, we need to hold them accountable for what they do. If you kill somebody, especially, you know, out of hate and malice, you need to pay for it. You know, it doesn't bring them back, but it it definitely doesn't, you know, it definitely doesn't bring a happy emotion when a person has been killed and that person is walking away got free it could be potentially done to someone else
0: yeah so in, in your opinion what do you think should happen to um officer kavan and him and the other three officers if you were if you were the judge what what would happen
1: <laughs> i don't think you want me to be the judge <laughs> all
0: right let's just say fair enough fair enough fair enough um from a, le- from a leadership standpoint, um, you know, one of the things that's been most disturbing to me, I think, is, you know, our, our president and the way he's handled things um, and the words that he's, choos- cho- he's chose to use when talking about this, um, his own way of, you know, breaking up, you know, peaceful protests.
1: And how, how long he took, not to cut you up, but how long he took to say something he didn't say something when the video got out it took him like two or three days like i think he just said something about it which i'm actually surprised but.
0: yeah and they and they were very disheartened they were very i think what he said today actually in his press conference was that uh, george floyd was be would be is hopefully looking down on heaven with a smile because he saw the employment rate rise from 15 percent to 13.3 i think that was something they said and why would George Floyd <laughs> care about uh,
1: employment?
0: I, I don't know exactly. It's kind of like
1: the least of our problems, right? I mean, it, it it's a big problem, but it's the least. You can pass on jobs, but when you take somebody's life, especially the way that his life was taken, they don't. You don't get a second chance, you know. So why? I'm I'm confused about that. Yeah.
0: I mean, and honestly, it just doesn't, like, surprise me in, like, one bit. I mean, this whole time he's been in the White House, we've looked to him to say—not even look to him. We're waiting for him to say one thing, like, one thing that will just, like, unite the people. That's, like, your job. Mm-hmm. It's, like, one thing that will just make everyone, like, be, okay, like, I agree with that one statement. And this guy just time and time again cannot do it and it's great that you know we there's so many other people who are outspoken about it you know we had you know the former president of the United States Barack Obama come out and hold his town hall meeting which was amazing Um, talking to the young people of uh, America and the world to help lead the change to help lead this uh, systematic you know these you know oppression that we put um, a lot of people under in this country Um, so one other thing that I wanted to kind of touch on, um, another national story that's been happening, um, Drew Brees, because um, we, we expect a lot more protests to happen. You know, they're still going on right now, and they've all been peaceful. It's been great. You know, I think in Oakland, um, a lot of the Golden State Warriors were out there. Um, there's been a lot of professional athletes and celebrities who have been out there, um, you know, participating in these protests. Um, but one thing that was kind of a negative a negative state for athletes was that Drew Brees, um, when talking about addressing some of these protests that might happen, when asked a question about what happens if people kneel uh, during the national anthem before a football game, he pretty much said that he's not down with that and is not going to respect that action and wouldn't, you know, be wouldn't could wouldn't support that. Um, how did you how did you feel when you heard that?
1: And who cares? Yeah. Who cares? When people, people have their own way of how they express themselves. Trump has his own way of how he expresses himself. Do I agree with it? Absolutely not, but it is what it is. He's That's who he is and he's not changing it. He's, he's shown the world that that's who he is. He's gonna say what he wants. He's gonna do what he wants. And either you like it or you don't. You know, why would I care about A white man talking about I'm not gonna respect you if you kneel this this country was built off the black built off the backs of blacks and Indians and Latinos and and this is the kind of repayment that we get we get shot we get killed Mm -hmm. and and nothing gets done about it so I, I really my, my response would be who cares. What, what is he that he does? Drew Brees. He's a he's
0: an NFL quarterback.
1: Then that's what he should probably be doing. Oh, for the my, for my bad. the New Orleans Saints because everything's been shut down.
0: <laughs> I think that kind of goes into a deeper um, conversation about people who um, like, well, right now we're you know saying Black Lives Matter. You know a couple days ago everybody posted their black square um and you have kind of these people right now who are kind of speaking very tone deaf and kind of ignorant in my opinion when they're coming out and saying all lives matter not you know to kind of counter counter the black lives matter so why is it not okay to counter black lives matter with all lives matter to you
1: i mean well that's just that that's like me saying you know a woman expresses you know her story on her maybe getting possibly beaten or raped and somebody else comes and and pretty much what I get from when people say well all lives matter to me I feel like you kind of play like you know like I feel like it's like it's like somebody else come in and be like, "Well, I was right. Mm-hmm. What about me?" Like that's that's what I get. It's like it, it it's not a, it's mm-hmm. not about y'all at this moment. It's about Black Lives Matter. That it's clear, you know, everybody is saying it, you know, when you look back on so many different things, when you look back at Central 5 the whole situation with Central Five, I didn't see not one person talking about all lives matter that that time. They were um, treated like animals, and I didn't hear anybody say all lives matter then. Did all lives matter then, when you had five black and Latino teenage kids pretty much being thrown into the pen? No, you know. So I, that that's, it, it, you know, I don't really hate people. Who, that kind of attention, you know. That, you know, we get that all yeah. lives matter. You know, we never said that all lives didn't matter. Of course, all lives matter. You know, regardless if you're bad or good, your life matters. You know, women's lives matter. Gay lives matter. Trans lives matter. The uh, uh, kids who get bullied, kids who commit suicide. I mean, everybody lives matter. But clearly, at this point we're saying black mm-hmm. lives matter. So, I mean, if you're just gonna do, I, I just feel like you, you're just trolling when you say all mm-hmm. lives matter. You know, mm-hmm. like we, we get that, clearly. But when you have little Timothy with blonde hair who killed nine people in the church and they don't even rough him to the ground and then ask if he won't King after he didn't slaughter nine people. And then you got Tyrone that's on the ground, that's handcuffed, that's beaten to death. And he's choked to death. I mean, come on, really? Does all lives matter then? You know, so I don't, I don't, I don't pay no mm-hmm. attention with that. If all lives matter, then go start your campaign mm-hmm. for all lives matter. Right now, we're focusing on Black Lives Matter. And I mean, we need to say it. We need to, we need to speak it, and we need to ultimately make it a movement where laws keep ultimately change.
0: So, what? To people of um, a different race, Um, you know, I'm Mexican and Asian, you know, I'm not, I'm not white by any means, but I'm a minority, Um, but also white people, you know, what do they, what do we need to do to support the movement of Black Lives Matter to make sure that this doesn't happen again? What, what can we do? What kind of power do we have as another race to join this cause?
1: Um, I think when you go back to the civil rights movement, which was mid fifties, you know, when Rosa Parks was arrested because she refused to give up her seat for a white man, nobody wrote the bus. Might have been, you know, a couple of people. You know, that's expected. Everybody not gonna get the message. But for the most part, I want to say about 95% of everyone stopped and was like, No, we're not we're not doing that. So I think that the power, not just from other races, but from the black community as well. I think that if we stop spending our dollars on corporations and people who don't seem to get the message or don't care to get the message, I think that would definitely be the first step. You know, are you willing to walk? You know, I've watched a few civil rights, you know, type movies, and they walked to work. They walked to work. They, when they left work, they they walked to their home. You know, they didn't, they, they were not playing. They were serious. You know, it's not gonna just take one day or one week to, you know, be like, ooh, Black Lives Matter. So what, who cares? You know, when it comes to people in higher power, that's how they think it's like oh okay i'm marching up and down the street for two weeks and they forgot about it you know we need to be consistent so i think that with the black community and then you have you know the white community the latino community the asian community to stick together and be more consistent so we can you know show them that this matters and this is a serious issue you know people are not going to take you serious if you're not consistent excuse me too people are not gonna people are not gonna take your message um, you know seriously if if you're not consistent so making sure that you're consistent and and making sure that you're signing petitions and calling you know people in higher places lawyers attorneys district generals you know get to the to the city halls and and, and block off everything and 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 you just gotta show them at the end of the day you just have to show them so if we can all just stick together, like how they did it in the in the civil rights movement, I think that some serious laws mm-hmm. could be changed.
0: Um, have you ever felt? Um, have you ever been a victim of uh, racial profiling um, from the police before?
1: I have. Um, I was. It's in- it's interesting. So I was coming home from KPFA Radio,
0: mm-hmm. where
1: I did a program. Um, it was a Friday, um, so I had came home from APFA. This is when I was uh, going to Richmond to Target. I was, I was going up to Richmond Target. Had bought a few things, and uh, I noticed that there was a lot of police out. So I was like, so after I, you know, got my stuff, I'm, I'm walking. I was like, all right. I'm not even gonna go over to that section. Mm. There's a whole bunch of police officers. You know, that's just the you know, I guess the scared instinct that yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. So I was like I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go to the other side. So I go to the other block and um there's a police officer on the on the corner. I didn't think nothing of it. I just thought that I just walked and mind mind my business. So he stops me and he's like, I need you to sit down on the ground because you fit the description of someone. And at first I thought he was joking. I was like, hey. but he wasn't, he was serious. So I sat down and then he ran my ID or whatever. And he was like, oh, okay, you're good to go. He was like, but he was like, and as I'm walking, you know, past he like he's like joking and laughing and he was like yeah it's like the dude that we're looking for looks just like you and i had like a high top eight and a green outfit so i thought that was kind of strange mm-hmm. um but it was it was the way that i felt it, it wasn't a good feeling and it was just like i i was like violated in a way you know mm-hmm. like and and then for him to have the type of remark that he had there was no i'm sorry i apologize yeah. it was just like the dude he looks just like you like oh my god like he was just so caught up on he just knew he had caught the person but i mean it wasn't me but it, it was it wasn't a good feeling and it's yeah. a story that i will always remember
0: yeah I mean I can only imagine because anytime I get pulled over for just like a speeding ticket like my heart rate just like jumps up you know I'm like sweating I can't speak properly I'm stuttering over my work like I automatically just feel like I look guilty you know and just walking down the street if you're just like even maybe even just looking at an officer the wrong way that could Mm. lead to you lead to something awful happening
1: but that's the problem why do we have to have that kind of fear we shouldn't have to have that kind of fear you know when you sign an oath that you're gonna protect and serve the community, I should feel safe. I should feel comfortable. I should feel good that you're in the neighborhood protecting and serving the Mm. community. I think what happens oftentimes is that there's a lot of police officers. Uh, There's a couple of things. The first thing is they have a bunch of police officers that they just put in certain areas and they're not familiar with the area or they're not familiar with the people. And I think that when you come into an area and you're kind of have like this preconceived notion, it's kind of like, oh, all these people are bad, such and such and such. But I think that what's missing from the police and from the community is that there's no type of interaction. There's no type of, you know, Even though you're going to put your foot down, it's like, hey, how you doing? You know, like, Mm -hmm. what's going on? You know, like, there's no type of relationship with the police and the community, especially communities that are uh, predominantly Black or Latino. Um, Another thing is, just to be blatant, a lot of people join the police force to be racist, Mm -hmm. and they want to kill somebody of color. You know, yeah. and that's also another problem. And I don't understand how people that are trying to be police officers go through all these psychological, you know, tests. And it, it, it's like a, a real, from what I've heard, I don't know personally, but from what I've heard is that it's a really brutal training. So I don't understand why someone who's like a captain or a general or whatever, whatever the term is, wouldn't be able to catch that, you know, It's like they're all together, and they're all together in the wrong reasons. So I think, you know, when I don't feel comfortable or when your heart rate starts to go fast, it shouldn't be like that. But unfortunately, Mm -hmm. that's the reality.
0: Mm -hmm. And when you see officers um, making an effort, like I think on the past couple of days, we've seen, you know, some officers taking knee with crowds, um, they're dancing with crowds. does I mean does that give you hope? Does does that feel genuine? How does that resonate with you?
1: Um I'm a little conflicted on that. Mm-hmm. I would hope and pray that that it's genuine and it's real. Mm-hmm. You know you pull out a camera, people will show a whole different side compared to behind closed doors. So you can excuse me. You can put Your knee down, you know, you know, for the movement and and all of that kind of stuff. But does your actions match match the behind behind the scenes, or when the door shuts, or are you just like, oh, f those niggers, or you know, whatever the case may be, you know? So I'm I'm a little conflicted. I think that it's a little too soon for police officers at this point to start kneeling down, you know speaking out I think that it's gonna take a little time we're hurt and we need healing first I think that's number one and I think that once we get that once we get past that hurt and we get we get the healing out the way or somewhat out the way then I think that it would be fine for police officers who do join the force to you know protect and serve to, to be a part of those movements but right now I just feel like it's a little too soon and, and it's a little you know I have questions you know um, but you know I, hey I'm not them so I, I can't speak on them but I, I would just hope that when the camera is not rolling you still have that same energy
0: so going forward with all this um, because what I really hope doesn't happen is that um, this you know, past two weeks of you know protest and we're on the upward trajectory of things, kind of feeling like it's you know working and there being a positive light. Um, the one thing I don't want to happen is just us to forget about this and the protests to kind of stop and then we kind of just go back into our old ways. Um, and now that um, the Breonna Taylor uh, case is reopening and we have Ahmaud Aubrey's case. Um, that we're just learning a lot more about. Um, what, what do you think needs to happen with the both of those cases, um, in order for you know, in order for change to be made?
1: Well, I, I think I'm going to receive a lot of flack for this, but I, I personally have to say it. I think, and and also media plays a a, lot, a plays a huge part mm-hmm. in this. But I think when it comes to the black community, I feel like we kinda of pick and choose which stories and what you know cases that we want to make kinda of big. You know, Brianna Taylor, what happened to her was so unfortunate and yet nobody really said anything. And I get it because I think that when it comes to just women in general, I think that women are second to men. You know, we live in a very sexist and misogynist type world. And I think when you add, you know, a woman of color, it just kind of gets swept underneath the rug. But we need to show, we need to show Breonna Taylor the same love and support, which I think is getting bigger because of George Floyd. But I think that we need to show Breonna Taylor and, you know, the the other countless black women, Renisha McBride, um, Corey Gaines, um, you know, the same respect. Um, I think Sandra Bland was probably like the biggest one um, that we kind of like show, you know, a lot of, you know, support and protesting about. But I think that for women, women get killed by police too. It may not be as frequent or it may not be as blatant when it comes to men of color, but women of color do get killed by the police. And so we need to just keep that same energy for everybody. I know sometimes it's hard because there's so many people, and it's just so unfortunate, there's so many people that are just getting killed from left to right by the police. But we just need to keep that same energy. You know, I was actually on Facebook, and a young Latino man, man, his name was Humberto Martinez. He was um, choked pretty much the same way that George Floyd was, but there was no media attention. There was no, there was nothing. You know, we, you know, brown lives matter mm-hmm. as well. It, it affects brown people just just as much as it affects black people, but it doesn't get reported. And then we don't march up and down the street. We we need to keep the same consistency and same energy for when a person is murdered especially when a, a man or a woman of color is murdered because at the end of the day we're all we have you know so I think that what needs to I guess continue moving forward with these cases I think that we just need to be more consistent you know not just marching for two weeks and then oh I'm going to Louis Vuitton store to get me some and chicken no that's not that's not no that's that's not it you know, keep that same energy until change comes. Change does not come overnight. Change change is like working a, a job. It's like, it's seven days a week, 40 hours. Like it, it does not stop. So we just gotta keep that consistency. Keep saying Rihanna Taylor's name. Keep saying Ahmaud Albury's name. And if you can, try to research new cases and try to put them on the forefront. Not everybody has, you know, the access you know, to media coverage. I know my co worker, she lost her only son, mm-hmm. uh, Demario Pillars. He was stabbed to death in San Leandro, and she didn't have a community big enough for it to make, you know, the news. It was on the news for like a quick second, and then like it just disappeared. Yeah. So we need to just keep the consistency, you know, that I, that I personally feel. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, and not pick and choose. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned earlier um, about uh, your podcast, Do Rags and Conversations, um, where you know, you guys are addressing a lot of these issues. Um, right now, they're great conversations. They're intellectual. They're insightful. Um, at times, they're uncomfortable, but I think that's how exactly how you want to have... That's how you create change, is by making someone uncomfortable and by having these conversations. What kind of conversations do you think need to continue to be had or maybe need to be had as we go forward with this. I think. You know for me. I'm not.
1: I, I I touch everything. You know no topic. Is off limits. Like. I really. I think. When I was doing my podcast. I, you know it, it's so funny. Because I didn't really have like. A plan. Mm. To talk about half the stuff. That I was going to talk about. I just knew that I wanted to talk to black and Latino creators mm-hmm. in the Bay Area who were doing something positive. That was the main goal. And then, when I'm starting to see so many different things, it just brought back so many different memories of how I was in activism first mm-hmm. and then radio followed. so i if I can bridge the gap for both of them, then i'm I'm okay with that. Like I've talked about police brutality. I've talked about. Um, so many different things, police brutality for one. Um, Life scenarios, you know, trans, I would love to talk about more issues that affect um, uh, black and and browns who are in the uh, LGBTQ community on some of the, the, what's the word I'm looking for, some of the, the hardships that they face. Um, I would like to talk about depression. I, t- I actually, I did, I talked about depression. I talked about depression and and health, mental health. Mm-hmm. I would love to talk about that. Um, I actually, on the last episode, I'm actually gonna be talking about mental health from a female um, perspective. I'm actually gonna be talking to two women of color who, who are in the mental health uh, field and just kind of talking about some of the stuff that's going on in the world as far as police brutality, how can we heal? Mm-hmm. Um, that's gonna be filming pretty soon and then I'll be airing it pretty soon. So I, I I feel like there's no, I feel like whatever topic that is in your heart to talk about, then you should talk about it and put it on your platform. Especially if you have a very big platform, you know, but even if you don't have a big platform, just keep talking about it and your platform will grow as you continue to keep talking about it. That's how mine happened.
0: Oh awesome. talked about it yeah, I know man that's why that's why I want to talk to you dude <laughs> to talk about everything <laughs> um so something that we do on the happy Apple podcast before we wrap up every show um we have to get you actually have to give a happy apple to someone, something, some place, or anything. A happy apple award is something that just brings you joy that brings you happiness it could be a person place thing, song um. Events something that makes you happy. You just want to give them kudos uh, who, Who's your happy okay. Apple Award go to? Can I give it to you? Yeah, hell. Yeah, you can <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I'll, I'll accept that man. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Well, I want to give my happy Apple award to you.
0: Thanks, man. Just
1: because you know you're trying to you know as a person of color but as a non-black person, you're definitely trying to make awareness and and change. And we definitely need more people like that that's out there in the world. And um, that's a cool, cool ass platform. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I mean, whenever you want to, you call me, I'll be filming uh, later on i will make arrangements for you to come on to do oh, in conversation i would love to on on do rags <laughs> in conversation absolutely i would
0: love to anytime <laughs> let me know. i love your body let me know the next oh, okay, let me know next time there i got you i appreciate that man but yeah
1: i mean i love your, your platform i love that you're trying to make change and, you know i'm really proud of being on your podcast so my happy apple
0: award you. thanks man I appreciate <laughs> that <laughs> well um thanks so much man um we're hopefully gonna check in with you sometime soon uh let me know about do rags and Absolutely. conversations um for our listeners yes uh please go check out do rags and conversations uh next coming episode
1: on youtube on and yes, youtube on as YouTube. well um
0: yep. and and yep. uh I think uh apple and spotify you guys are on too uh Spotify and
1: Anchor Podcast app. Perfect. So I'm not on Apple, but I am on Spotify. I
0: think you are on an Apple. I Anchor listen Podcast. I listened to you on Apple. Are you sure? I think so. Okay. Well Boom. There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. And
1: also I also got a couple of can I mention a, a, I have a couple of projects coming up. Absolutely. Out. Have, yeah, please. Um an open mic that I'm gonna be doing virtually on Zoom. Awesome. Um with Della Grant. He's also um, from KPFA radio, uh-huh. and we're going to be doing interviews and live, I mean, live performances mm-hmm. virtually. Um, so that's going to be coming up. Awesome. On Juneteenth, actually. Okay, June tenth um, or Juneteenth. 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 Okay. So yeah, that which is June nineteenth, right? Yes. I yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that that's coming up, and then I also have um, another um, virtual. Blog, talk, podcast, which is called like it is now. Um, I don't have official date for that, but it's definitely going to be coming soon. So definitely having so many different platforms to get the, the message and the you know the word out. So definitely, those are some some stuff that I have. And also check me out on Instagram. I'm on Instagram, Bad Boy Media Productions.
0: Definitely, yeah, definitely check out your Instagram. Um, you know, you definitely you said how uh, some uh, a lot of these deaths that are coming um don't get enough media or attention but um you were doing mm-hmm. your part to make sure that everybody is aware of some of the terrible shit that's happening out there and making sure that there's justice for all and um i really just right. commend your work man you're fucking intelligent thank dude. I appreciate beautiful it. soul and uh thank you for coming on appreciate you so there you guys go. That was Eric Dapoy Media, Jordan, uh, from and Conversations Podcast, also at KPFA Radio in Berkeley, California. Uh, really appreciated his time. Really appreciated uh, his words. Um, really um, just got a lot out of that conversation. And um, I hope that as we uh, continue to grow with our podcast, that um, we continue to have more conversations like this to uh, be uh, be a way of change and to, uh, to really inspire the next generation to do better than what we have been doing lately. Um, it's been great to see young people out there um, speaking and uh, using their voice and their platform to create change, and we hope that that keeps growing. Um, but for now, um, we're going to say goodbye. Hopefully come back to you guys soon. Again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for continu- c- continuing to check in um, please, if you have any questions, um, reach out to us on Instagram, uh, Happy Apple Podcast. You can reach out to me personally, that one Joe, uh, Joe is spelled j 3 3 or just go ahead and leave a review for us on iTunes or Spotify or however you're listening. But we really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, again, going to come back to you very soon with something, something special, and uh, we really appreciate the time that you have given us uh, today. So again, be safe. Be happy and we'll check in with you guys later.